The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. Hello, I'm Price Wooldridge, and you're listening to Multiple Sclerosis News Today's Audio News. These are today's news highlights curated by our editorial staff. Visit our website at multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com for more relevant news and patient perspectives. EBV antibodies precede early nerve damage signs. An infection with Epstein-Barr virus, or EBV, consistently preceded elevations in neurofilament light chain, or NFL, an early biomarker of nerve cell damage in people who went on to develop multiple sclerosis, new data show. An increase in NFL levels, which is thought to occur before the clinical emergence of MS, was observed about 5 to 10 years before the onset of disease, whereas antibodies against EBV were detected at high levels as early as 10 to 15 years before onset. NFL elevations were never detected among the few pre-MS individuals who didn't develop EBV antibodies. This is according to Increase in EBV Serologies precedes neuroaxonal damage in presymptomatic multiple sclerosis, an oral presentation given at the European Committee for Treatment and Research in Multiple Sclerosis, being held October 26-28, both virtually and in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. We argue that this strengthens the theory of EBV infection as a possibly necessary condition for MS development, Daniel Johns of the University of Gothenburg, Sweden, said in the presentation. EBV has recently emerged as a leading cause of MS, with antibodies against the virus, indicative of a prior infection, being evident in virtually all MS patients before the onset of the neurodegenerative disease. Earlier this year, a groundbreaking study involving more than 10 million U.S. military service members showed that a prior EBV infection raises the risk of developing MS by about 32 times. The study also found that blood NFL levels increased in people who went on to develop MS, but only after they had been infected with EBV, establishing EBV infection as a likely necessary but not sufficient factor for developing MS. NFL levels higher after EBV infection. To learn more about the timing of EBV infection and NFL increases, Johns and his team examined blood samples collected over time in presymptomatic people who were later diagnosed with relapsing remitting MS. Patients were identified from the Sweden MS register, housed in any of six Swedish biobanks, and included in the analysis if they had a blood sample taken before their MS symptoms emerged. Ultimately, 669 individuals were identified and matched in terms of biobank location, sex, age, and sampling time with an equal number of healthy individuals whose blood samples were also analyzed. Pre-MS patients had a median age of 25, range 4 to 39, at the time of sampling, which were taken at a median of 9 years before MS onset, range 1 to 32. Researchers examined antibody levels against two EBV proteins, EBNA1, found in an older or latent version of the virus, and GP350, which is more commonly found in active forms. Results showed anti-EBNA1 antibodies were significantly elevated in pre-MS patients compared with healthy controls about 10 to 15 years before the clinical onset of MS. Data for GP350 shows a similar picture from 10 to 15 years, Johns said. 
but NFL levels increased only after EBV antibodies did, showing significant elevations about 10 to 15 years before the onset of MS and steadily increasing as clinical onset approached. No overall correlations between NFL levels and EBV antibodies were observed, but the team found that elevations in NFL were not detected in the 7% of the pre-MS group who never developed EBV antibodies. We have no evidence of nerve fiber damage, having started in the small EBV-negative presymptomatic group, Johns said, noting that this group is, however, small and younger than the EBV-positive group. After adjusting for age and group size, Data showed that 8% of EBV-positive patients had a higher NFL level than the highest level observed in the EBV-negative group. This demonstrates that samples with a high NFL levels are concentrated to the EBV-positive group, Johns said. Only nine patients remained EBV-negative in the last 10 years before the clinical onset of MS. The findings overall support the theory that EBV precedes even early signs of MS. Together with its biological characteristics, this temporal order confirms the role of EBV as a trigger of MS, the researchers wrote. This news article was written by Lindsay Shapiro, Ph.D., on October 28, 2022. Click the link in the description below to read more on this and other topics of interest on the MS News Today's website. Smartphone tap speed may help in monitoring MS. Tap speed, or how quickly one types on a smartphone keyboard, may be a useful tool for monitoring multiple sclerosis severity and detecting the transition to a progressive form of the disease, according to new research data. Results demonstrated that slower tapping speeds were linked to worse clinical measures of disease in MS patients. Specifically, individuals who tap at a lesser speed were found to have worse disability, poorer dexterity and walking abilities, and lower cognitive function. Also, patients with secondary progressive multiple sclerosis, typically a later disease course, had slower tapping speeds than individuals with relapsing remitting MS. The findings were presented by Juan Luis Chico Garcia, MD, of the Hospital Ramon y Callao in Spain, at the 38th Congress of the European Committee for Treatment and Research in Multiple Sclerosis, held October 26-28 in Amsterdam and virtually. His oral presentation was titled, Tapping speed in smartphone is useful for detection of progressive multiple sclerosis. Using smartphones to monitor MS. Tapping speed is a passive measure that can be useful for multiple sclerosis patients and for monitoring, Chico Garcia said, adding that it may also be helpful to detect progressive courses of the disease. It's increasingly recognized that smartphones can be used as a way to monitor patients with MS and other neurodegenerative diseases. Such approaches can serve as a more frequent supplement to clinical visits that may only happen once or twice a year. Smartphones have been used for a range of purposes in MS patients over recent years. These include tracking physical activity and sleep, allowing patients to log symptoms and medication use, and monitoring cognitive function. Overall, such devices have helped clinicians and researchers to evaluate disease progression. Now, Chico Garcia and his colleagues conducted a pilot study to evaluate whether smartphone keyboard tapping speed is feasible for monitoring MS severity among patients. The study included a total of 50 patients, 62% of them women, with a median age of 44.5. All had been seen at a comprehensive MS care center in Spain. Most participants had RRMS, 
while 12% had SPMS and 8% had primary progressive MS. Their median score on the expanded disability status scale was 2, reflecting minimal disability, and most participants were using disease-modifying therapies at the time of analyses. Tapping speed, or the number of keys pressed per second, was passively monitored over one week using a smartphone app developed by the researchers. The data were then compared with clinical measures of disease, including disability level, hand dexterity, mobility and leg function, and cognitive performance. These all were assessed with validated clinical measures, including respectively the EDSS, the nine-hole peg test, the timed 20-foot walk test, and the processing speed test. Overall tapping speeds on the smartphone were correlated with all of these clinical tests, with a slower tap speed generally linked to greater disability, worse upper and lower limb function, and poorer cognitive function. Although the correlation was weaker than that observed for other clinical measures, tapping speeds also were associated with a longer disease duration. Patients who had been living with MS for a longer time had a lower tap speed. Finally, the team found that people with SPMS typed slower than those with RRMS. Chico Garcia noted that additional studies are underway to further explore differences in typing patterns across MS types. Overall, the findings highlight the usefulness of smartphone tapping speed as an easy way of monitoring disease severity and progression. Tap speed also could be used to identify when patients have moved to a progressive phase of disease from a relapsing one, Chico Garcia noted. This news article was written by Lindsay Shapiro, Ph.D., on October 28, 2022. Click the link in the description below to read more on this and other topics of interest on the MS News Today's website. This is MS News Today's Audio News. Subscribe to our channel and never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, hit save. Thanks for tuning in. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.